It is well, it is, it is well with my soul. You give me peace, peace like a river. You're always providing when I'm not at ease. You know what I need. You're there holding my hand. Who has in the lows? I know that you won't. You won't let me down, 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 down. What's up, Jesus people? It's Ursula. Hey, 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 and AJ. Welcome to the One Lost Sheep Podcast. Woo woo! Today, oh God, AJ. every time, every time, no, I do it every time. Please I don't. Have to. Please don't. Oh my goodness! In today's episode, we're going to talk about the heart hardening and what that means through the study of Exodus from the Old Testament, and we're going to tie that into Mark chapter three from the New Testament. But first the other half of how our podcast began, and it's the best part. Because it's the part that we can't explain Yeah. other than through God. It started about, I would say, six to eight years ago, I started getting this feeling, and this feeling was really strong, and I automatically recognized it as God wanting me to do something. And so I remember texting my husband one night and telling him, you know, I think God wants me to do something. And I took a screenshot of that text only because I wanted to look back someday and say I knew it. And I actually saved it. So it's somewhere in my pictures, but I also have three children. And this was between six to eight years ago, which is when I had my first son. (laughs) So I have to find it, but there's about 40,000 pictures in there. And I've tried, but I always go down that rabbit hole, AJ, of like, I'm searching through my pictures. And then of course... I'm going to look at every single one. Yeah. So I took a screenshot of this text for myself, but I never talked about that feeling again. So for six to eight years, I was having this feeling and it kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And now I was also dealing with some personal stuff at the time. You know, I had three children during these years. You know, I was in postpartum. So emotionally and physically, you know, I wasn't 100 percent. But the better and better I started feeling, the stronger and stronger the feeling felt, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it became so strong in the last two years that I decided I need to do something. And so I started writing a book and I got pretty far, but it stopped feeling authentic. And then I started some other things. I actually opened up a few various social media accounts and I was like, okay, maybe I'm going to like preach, you know, from this platform. But that didn't feel authentic either. And I didn't. I didn't know what to do, AJ, and I just remember sitting on my balcony one night in December, and this feeling was just controlling my life. At this point, still nobody knew about it, and I started praying to Jesus, and I said, Jesus, I will do whatever you need me to do, but you have to reveal it to me. I said, I'll do it, I promise, but just show me. And about a week later, it was Christmas, and I opened up a present from my husband, and he bought me all the equipment I need to start a podcast. To be honest, my first thought was I'm returning this. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, why did he buy me this? And then instantly I thought, crap. I prayed to Jesus and I asked him to reveal it to me. And then I promised him I would follow through. I love it. But then my third thought was, and I will say it how I thought it. This is for you and AJ. So I didn't think this is for me and AJ. The thought was like a command. This is for you and AJ. Now at that point, AJ, I don't know how many weeks it had been since we saw each other. And so I thought, okay, like I'm definitely going to follow through with my promise. And I definitely feel like God placed you on my heart. But I I really didn't know how it would be received. And I was nervous. And I told my husband, I said, you know, but oh, by the way, so I asked my husband, I said, why did you buy me this? And he said, well, you told me you were going to start a podcast, but AJ, I didn't. 
not not just because it wasn't even a thought in my mind, but I just would have never in a million years really wanted to do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, you know, but he said, you told me. And I was like, no, I didn't. And then we tried to drill down when I told him. I said, well, what was I wearing? Where were we? What, what else were we talking about? And he couldn't place any of those details. And so at this point, I think we both kind of speculate that I think it was a dream because there's no other reason why my husband would have purchased me equipment to start a podcast. Yeah, you would ever even say that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Like, what were you doing by yourself? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, anyway, so I gathered the courage and I took AJ out to breakfast. And I just remember thinking on my way there the best case scenario would be if she just doesn't think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> driving there, I was so nervous. But there was also this like weird piece because I thought if I'm getting these strong feelings for years now and so intense in the last few months where God is literally revealing to me, then I thought, I feel like she must feel something too. Yeah. Aw. So my story of the, well, the beginning of this starts with someone close to me was going through something, which I know that's vague and I hate to be like that, but that's not my story. That's not your story yet. Yeah. So I actually was in my car and I was praying for somebody else. Like I was begging God, do this one thing that I knew was really heavy on somebody else's heart. And I was in the car crying hysterical, begging God, whatever you need, I will do. Again, kind of like reveal it to me. I don't remember the exact words I said because I was just like, you know, when right. you're in that moment, you're like heartbroken. But I was begging. And within 10 minutes, what I was praying for had come to be. And I was crying. And I actually told Alex, my significant other, I was like, I prayed to God for this to happen. And I have to do what I said. Whatever he wants me to do, like I have to do it. And shortly after this, Ursula had asked asked me to go to breakfast. And I had I had no idea that anything about a podcast, nothing. I just knew she wanted to take me to breakfast and talk. And I was like, sure. And normally, under any other circumstance, I would have probably let her down easy and been like, I'm so touched, but no thank you. <laughs> but as she's asking me to do this podcast and she's like jumping out of her seat and she's so enthusiastic and so excited, I literally thought back to that moment and I was like, this might be it. If this is what God is revealing to me, then this is it. And ever since that day, there have been so many mm -hmm. miracles or yep. blessings that have been put on this podcast. That well, it first, has been crazy. I just I just realized right now that both of us had a similar moment when it came to the podcast because as I was opening up the podcast equipment from my husband, that's when I slowly started replaying the promise I made to God, which sounded eerily like yours. That's so I crazy. will do whatever you need me to do. Just reveal it to me, yeah. which were like my identical words and your identical words. And you had that moment, too, where you were like, as I was talking, you were replaying that promise you made to the Lord as well. Yeah. And now I'm not saying God chose us because we were qualified. He chose us because we were willing. God supplies what you need through the spirit. Yeah. You know, and so in the excitement, I never felt like it wouldn't be possible. But I just didn't think it would be possible as quick as it was. So it all just happened on its own. And here we are. And I have about eight years of notes and thoughts from the Bible that I've been collecting because, like I said, I was kind of preparing for this moment, but just didn't know that I was. 
But then it kind of culminated last week. The kids are on summer break already. And the first week of summer break, I already felt massively behind on just all of the house chores that pile up. I have about two weeks of laundry to do. I hadn't gone grocery shopping in a few days. I just felt so overwhelmed. And I was thinking, you know, being a stay-at-home mom especially in the summer, is a full-time job. But I also have this whole other full-time job of a podcast. And so I thought, you know, I was editing one night after the kids went to bed and I was so tired and I knew they were going to wake me up early the next morning. And I just remember thinking to myself, and it wasn't a prayer and it wasn't something I offered up to God, but it was something I told myself. And I said, you know, maybe I'll just pause it for the summer. You know, maybe I'll wait till school starts again because I just don't know if I have this in me right now. I'm so tired. And it's a lot of work and I don't want to do it on the fly, right? And it was just a thought I had to myself. I told nobody. But the next day, uh, my friend Lynn came over and she said, do not think I'm crazy, but I was praying this morning and I felt like God had a message that he wanted me to tell you. He wanted me to tell you, you can do both. You can do the podcast and you can do all the other stuff you have to do. And then she said, he also wanted me to tell you that the podcast is way more important. I mean, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this, but I know this. Jesus spoke to me through an emissary, okay, because God knows my heart. He knows what I was feeling the night before, and he wanted to encourage me and tell me you can do both. And in fact, you should do both. I think, you know, some people are going to hear this and think that that sounds crazy and that we sound crazy, but we're not crazy. I promise we just are like so hungry to talk about Jesus. We just, I don't know how else to say it. I relate to that feeling, though, so much because I remember when I was in my 20s, I was at a sales meeting and we had to talk about the best thing that happened to us that year, whether it was personal or professional. And I remember one of our sales reps said, you know, the best thing that happened to me this year was I was saved. And I just remember feeling at the time kind of mortified. Yeah. Like, why is he talking about this? I, I felt so uncomfortable. Yeah. So I can relate to people being like, this is nuts. This is a little yeah. out there. I've been there too. You either believe in God or you don't. And if you do, then him talking to us or communicating with us is perfectly reasonable. Yeah. I have never heard God's voice. And I think a lot of people, I mean, I remember my daughter saying that too. I remember her saying, I don't hear God. And she was like, do people hear him? And I'm like, it's different for everyone. And I have never heard God, but I have had feelings where I know without a doubt that's God, you know? And again, that's my story today, you know, of how this came to be. I haven't told anyone because I know that people will think that sounds crazy, but I know for a fact (laughs) In that moment, what I know. I will talk about Lee Strobel a lot because I feel he was so important in my faith journey, but he has said, and I relate so much, all the information that he knows to be true about the deity of Jesus takes a backseat to actually knowing him. That that stuff is great to have. It's great to have all the data and everything that he has dug up and researched about Jesus. But you don't need that once you get to know him because he becomes more real. Yeah. I don't think I ever sat down until I got in my faith and was like, this man died for yeah. these reasons. This actually really happened. And this is crazy. And it just hits you so much differently you know, when you're looking for it, when you're out there trying to receive it, you know? When you experience it, it's it's impossible to be convinced otherwise. Yeah. And see, I feel like, you know, when we whenever we've sat down to talk about this podcast, we were always like, you know, the one lost sheep. If one person can hear what we're saying and it benefits them, it's it's all been worth it. But now I feel like the more and more I experience the Holy Spirit and experience Jesus and experience these touch points from God, 
That's my wish is that every single person feels this feeling. Yes. I think I'm starting to kind of understand how people can receive touch points from God, but it has to do with a concept called the heart hardening. Okay. Explain that one. It's in the book of Exodus, okay? So the Israelis have been in Egypt, okay? And they've been there for hundreds of years and they've been fruitful and multiplied. And there's a Pharaoh in Egypt and he is not happy with them, okay? He is threatened by them. He thinks they're too many, too mighty. And he thinks if a war breaks out, they're gonna fight against him. And so he basically enslaves all the Israeli people. And this really upset God. And so God appoints a messenger named Moses who he equips with signs to prove that God sent him, okay? And And Moses approaches Pharaoh and tells him that he needs to release the Israelis. And if he doesn't, that there will be repercussions. And he warns him. He says, God will send plagues. But here's the catch. Before sending each plague, God first sends Moses to the Pharaoh to give him the opportunity to succumb to God. And in response, in several of these instances, it says that the Pharaoh hardened his heart. And what that means is he was just being willfully disobedient to the Lord. You know, but it's also describing like a transformation that was happening in him. You know, because Matthew 13, 15 says, For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their hearts cannot understand, so they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. I remember my pastor saying, he said that in order for your heart to harden, you have to step away from God. If you step away from God, he will step away from you. You know, like if you come to God, he comes to you. That's what it says. So he was already hardening his heart and God gave him an opportunity multiple times to humble himself and he just, he wasn't getting it. So what ends up happening is you are removing yourself from the life of God. You are closing some type of access to the spiritual world where the things God does or the things he's trying to communicate to you cannot happen. And there's an example of that, I think, in Matthew chapter three um, with the man with the withered hand. Oh, yeah. No, that's the perfect story for that. Yeah. So you knew where I was going. I got you, girl, in the man with the withered hand. That's the exact situation where Jesus was in a synagogue and he is trying to heal a man with a lame hand. Right. And the Pharisees run in because they're trying. And it was a Sunday. And they were upset because Jesus was, quote unquote, working on Sunday. He was healing this man, which they classified as work. So they wanted to have him arrested and killed, right? And so Jesus, in front of them, heals this man with the withered hand, and they left to go plot how to kill and destroy him. Of course, because when somebody saves somebody's hand, you want them dead. You plot their death. (laughs) Like, honestly, see, they're missing it. Yeah, they didn't see what was right in front of their eyes. Their eyes could not see because their hearts were hardened against God. If they hadn't been, they would have known this man claiming to be God just performed a miracle that only God can perform. But they didn't see that. And that's crazy. See, just like we were talking about, we were at a point in our lives where we just couldn't see it was God. And now I had it. Hold on. Hold on. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Well, let's move on because I have a super fun question and fact. I doubt it's going to be super fun for you. For me. <laughs> <laughs> it is so fun. Are you ready? Yep. Put on your thinking cap. I got this. I'm ready. Okay. If you stacked all of the verified New Testament manuscripts on top of each other, how tall would that pile be? Cool, 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 cool. A. Oh, okay. Three yeah. feet. Oh. It's, it's multiple choice. Was okay, cool, go cool, ahead. cool, cool your answer? Yep. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Cool question. Go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't know it was going to be multiple choice. Go ahead. A, three feet. 
B, six feet, C, nine feet, or D, one mile? Well, it's going to be D. <laughs> Ursula. <laughs> Wait, I thought I was making it really obvious I, that it wasn't D. No. <laughs> it's going to be the biggest one. You have to do like something absurd, like higher than that. Do I always better. thought be in, better. <laughs> in multiple choice, though, there's always one that's just so obscure that you're like, that has to be the wrong one. But those were all really little. And then oh. one big one. And obviously, it's going to be a lot that have been verified. Fine, whatever. Hope. Hey, but let's not miss the bigger message here that it's a mile high. And to put that into perspective, the World Trade Center was 1,792 feet. There are 5,280 feet in a mile. So that's like two and then some World Trade Centers. For real? Yeah. Wait, when you say it like that, that's way more than I thought. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? It's a mile high. Wow, that's nutty. And this fact was taken out of the book, Evidence That Demands a Verdict, Life-Changing Truth for a Skeptical World by Josh McDowell. And Ursula's probably read that book 15 times. (laughs) Uh, One time, AJ. Don't judge. Never even seen Only God can judge. (laughs) Only God can judge me now. Now I always go to song. Well, we had quite a musical journey with you today between (laughs) the rap song and now this. And it's not going to be the last. Our listeners are so lucky. Anyways, we're going to leave you guys today with another testimony. And today you'll hear from my friend Christy, whose heart and heart was healed by God in a moment that changed the course of her life. Enjoy. When I came into this world, I was the youngest of four. My mom miscarried twins before me and a baby after me, which put me about seven and a half years to my closest sibling in age. My parents really did do the best they could for me. It was learning that from my siblings, I won't be heard, I won't be protected, and I definitely won't be loved. I would spend the next four and a half decades proving to them I'd do anything for them, and I just wanted them to include me and be my friend. I grew up saying I was Catholic, but we went to church as a partial family just on Christmas. My brother was supposed to bring me weekly, but we went to the ice cream shop he worked at instead, and on the way home I would run into the church and get the brochure so mom and dad would think we went. Fast forward uh, to getting married and having two beautiful kids. I knew six months in my husband was cheating, and not just once, not twice. Once again I stayed. I begged for him to be kind and love me back. He did not. He said I was fat and ugly and no one would ever love me. I strongly found myself back at the same church growing up that I quote-unquote never even went to. And even though I didn't see it then, God's hand was always on me. I put my daughter in Christian school in hopes that she could find the faith I never had and never knew I needed. And in third grade, she spent an entire weekend asking me to promise her something I didn't know, what I was promising to, so I said no. And about 200 times later, I said yes, and she said I knew you could do it, I want you to take me to church every week. Honestly, I was so aggravated. But guess what? I took her. I listened to our set of pastors and really felt I can relate to all the people he mentioned that hurt you and that were liars and were jerks and instilled fear and unworthiness and pain and more hurt. And I knew someone to fit every single characteristic that he shared. About three months later, the same pastor had asked us to raise our hand if we were the ones who knew people who fit those characteristics, and we did, and we raised them high, and we raised them with a lot of pride. And then he asked us to, uh, all the attending church members, to keep our hands up if we ever looked at ourselves. And man, I had a gut punch. I sank into my seat. I probably felt like I was two inches big, 
And everyone around me felt the same because no one was holding their hand up any longer. Tears were flowing, heads were down. And I knew I had to make the change. I knew it in that moment, and I knew God had said, it's time. About two weeks go by, and I felt a nudge to get baptized. It was a random calling that day, and I actually thought, I just did my hair, I just did my makeup. So embarrassing and selfish, but it's really what happened. But I definitely heard God say, go. So I did. I went from thinking how weird people were praying in the hallways of the school to becoming who God wanted me to be from the start, a child of his, daughter of the king. Much time has passed, and I'm not perfect, but I am definitely forgiven, and no one can take that away from me. When the days are hard, I realize I have a small God in front of me that I'm choosing to put, and I have big problems. And when my days are even and my days are awesome, it's because God is big, which in return makes problems small. I can tell you now I serve in my church. I'm a leader of some studies that we share, and it's not about me. It's about the developing friendships and family-like people you can grow around you and learn and just go through life together because that's what we're supposed to do, right? And reach out to other people and tell them how amazing God really is. I will forever be thankful to my Heavenly Father. I call him my almighty healer, and uh, I say thank you every day for saving my life. If this episode moved you, feel free to like, subscribe, and share, and join us every other Thursday. Also, if you'd like to share your testimony, please email us at info at And as always, may God bless you. And may the Spirit fill you. 